You're listening to the Ad Racers Lounge. Welcome, guys. Hey, hey. Hello. All right, so we'll start with you, Casey, and uh, put you in the hot seat. First question up, when did you start on iRacing, and how did you hear of it? I uh, I started iRacing uh, in Christmas of 2011. Um, so, uh, yeah, I heard about it from uh, my neighbor. actually had iRacing. I go over to his house. He has a man cave in his garage. I go over to his house for all the NASCAR races, and uh, one day he was telling us about it, and I, uh, I really wanted to do it. It took a while to get my parents to, to finally do it, and, uh, yeah, I got it for... Christmas 2011, and uh, been doing it ever since. I see you've been around a little while. How, how often do you race? Um, I race quite a bit. Uh, mostly NIS fixed every week. Uh, occasional NIS open. Um, this season so far, I've completed most of the weeks in C fixed. So, uh, yeah, I probably do probably a good four to five, six races a week or so. Yeah, I was just noticing that earlier tonight, the leading the points in the fixed standings for Division One. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a good year. Uh, all we got to do this week in Phoenix is uh, just run decent and basically just get enough points to drop one more week and we clinch this week. So looking forward to uh, hopefully doing that this week. Nice. And is, is this your first championship that you've won? Uh, yeah, it actually is. I've... Uh, haven't run anything. I think I've completed like one full Advanced Legends Cup season before this, and that's it. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, then just completed an IS fix here. So, yeah, it's a uh, first championship I've won in anything on iRacing. So, uh, it's pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, what kind of gear are you running? Wheel, pedals? Um, just regular stock G29 wheel. Uh, been using a G27 for two and a half years, and it, uh, broke on me about two weeks ago so moved up to a g29 uh enjoying it so far and uh that's about it oh you were talking earlier you had a g27 is which the difference in the feel between the two um the the brake pedal on the g29 i don't know what it's exactly called but it's got some sort of brake mod on it um i'm not very smart with all the terms but uh yeah the brake pedals uh a lot stiffer, um, but I, I'm getting used to it. Um, the wheel kind of feels the same, just uh, smoother since it's brand new. Um, the one I've been using was three years old almost. So, um, yeah, just the wheel feels a lot smoother too. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. All right. And how many monitors are you running? Just uh, one single monitor. That's, uh, that's all. One monitor. Sheesh. Any leagues? I uh, don't compete in many leagues. Um, occasionally race for your die, but uh, besides that, besides that, that's all I compete in. Just stick to that official racing, huh? Yeah, pretty much for the most part. That's about it. Uh. All right. Uh, are you running any third-party software? Um, just run Teamspeak. Okay. How about a team? Do you run with a group of guys? Yeah, I'm a part of uh, Dead Zone Racing. Um, Alan Bowes, Peak Driver. Um, part of a team with them. Um, 
yeah, it's uh, it's fun to work with them. We got pro starting tomorrow night. That'll be interesting, or road to pro, I should say. Um, been testing a lot here in the past week, so uh, hopefully it pays off. <laughs> so you gonna make that run for it? Yeah, we're looking to. We uh, we should be able to make top split. Um, the big broadcast and racing everything tomorrow night, so it'll be interesting. Forty three cars. I've never been a part of a forty three car field. Um, most is thirty two in an IS, so. Uh, It'll be interesting. Um, just try and survive and have a solid run throughout the whole race, and uh, just don't make any mistakes. And we should be good. Um, you got to get top ten, I believe, to get a peak license, and then eleventh to twentieth get pro to qualify in for the last three spots in every peak race. Um, but yeah, we're just uh, hoping to get one or the other, preferably peak, because uh, I, I choke a lot, so I'd probably miss qualifying if I had a pro license. But uh, yeah, I think we can definitely get it done. Um, we've been showing speed and NIS Open and A Open and stuff this week, so um, looking forward to it. All right, that's awesome to hear. How about your most memorable iRacing moment? Probably winning the Fixed Championship this year if we can get it done. Um, I don't know, probably before that, just... I don't know, there was... I won an NIS Open race last year at Michigan... That was huge. I had fight off Taylor Hurst for that peak driver. Um, that was pretty big. Um, and then also winning uh, top split Brickyard 400 this year in NIS Fix. That was pretty big. So uh, probably between those two. Well, definitely, definitely kicking some tail out there. Well, welcome to the podcast. And uh, feel free to join in on the rest of the topics tonight. All right. Tip four, man. All right. Do I... Next up is NIS, and I can start off. I had a okay week at Texas. Dave put together a pretty solid setup, and he won a couple times with it. He's not here tonight, but he won twice this week with that setup. And Thursday, I actually ran the Open with him, which is odd because he's got like a 2,400 I rating, and I'm at a 17, but we ended up in the same split. And... uh I, I basically stayed around the top 10, both fixed and open this week. So that's pretty much an even week for me. I guess I can't complain. What about you, Brad? Uh, I had a really good run in the uh, open, finished fourth. Uh, I'm fourth in Division two points uh, behind uh, Dusty Rhodes. I think there's enough points there to where if he has decent finishes, I couldn't catch him if I won races. And in the open, I crashed, and then I crashed. Oh, so, God, you did. <laughs> so, uh, or I mean, in the fixed, I crashed and crashed. So I, I, I didn't have a good week there. Yeah, I'm sure where you did a barrel roll. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and Dusty did one too right after you did. Yep, I remember it. Yeah, that fix setup this week was very line sensitive. If you didn't hit your mark, you were done. Oh, yeah. That's just the uh, track in general. <laughs> well, my my fixed races had like people like Garrett Lowe and, and Busa. <laughs> they were just... I, I, I felt like at times I was, I, I was bringing a knife to a gunfight. And on the one I did... Uh, uh, there Thursday night, I, I I was running as hard as I could to run second from last. Uh, really, just kind of, I felt like I was out of my league. 
Yeah, it gets, gets hard up in them top splits. I hear you talk about it quite a bit. Well, it, it was the car, too. There's some cars that I don't feel as uncomfortable in, but this car I felt just really uncomfortable. Too much gas, you were coming around. You know, it, it was just, it was a tough car for me to get a feel for. Yeah, I know I looped it around twice, um, about 40 laps apart from each other in a fixed race earlier this week. Didn't hit anything, we just looped it around getting on the throttle too soon, coming out of two. So yeah, I know what you're talking about there. <laughs> What about you, Lance? How'd you do this week? I started off kind of mediocre with, um, with I think, a 15th place finish in the, in the fixed. Crashed in the open. Um, pretty uh, pretty rough. Uh, took me out. I just I couldn't come back and just ride around. I was just going to be in the way, so I just bowed out and finished, I think, in the 20s. But... Uh, Saturday on the uh, day of the 24-hour gaming marathon for um, extralife.org, I started the extralife.org uh, Camry and turned in a fifth-place position that I was pretty happy with. That's awesome. That's a that's a good way to get the blood flowing for that whole 24-hour gig, huh? Yeah, I mean, I was already several hours into it at that point. It started at uh, eight eight o'clock Central Time uh, Saturday morning and went to eight o'clock Central Time Sunday morning. So when uh, when eleven a.m. rolled around uh, and I did the race, I I had already uh, been messing around with uh, a few games. So yeah, I was uh, I was ready for the race and I was relaxed. Had a good time. It was actually a really fun race. Had an opportunity to run with the front pack. Which, um, since I've been adjusting to the virtual reality headset, um, hasn't been something I've been accustomed to. Yeah, you've had that for a few weeks now. How's it starting to feel now that you're? Because I remember you said something about oval was get was a little tough for adjustment. How's it feeling now? Yeah, definitely going from the two dimensional experience uh, down, or well, up to the three D experience. It's there's a learning curve because things look different, things feel different. You can look around inside the car. Um, your perspective has changed. You have the windshield that actually feels like it's out in front of you now, and not just a a splash of paint on a color or on a on a screen. Um, so th there there's a learning curve. At least there was for me. Some people jump into it and feel instantly comfortable. Uh, it took me it took me a little bit to learn what I was doing, but I'm I'm starting to feel very comfortable in it and. Uh, Finding a way to uh, settle into the the races is uh, it's it's a lot easier now that I'm used to it. All right, nice. How about you, Casey? What did you do this week? All right, he might not be hold there. On, hold on, my mic was muted. My bad. Okay. Yeah, we. Uh, I uh, I did a couple of fixed races this week. Um, I think I did Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. I uh, Wednesday was decent. Uh, finished fifth there. Thursday was okay, I guess. One sec.
Or we'll let Casey get situated there and then uh, and jump into our next topic in the, in the meantime. Oh, good. I don't have to say nothing. <laughs> no, Carlos, you're on the hot seat. Go ahead. Damn it. Well, I don't know. I'll just say mediocre, I guess. My week. Except I did have one race where I got an eighth place because everybody died in front of me. And I mean everyone. It was like, um, let's see, one of those situations that play out at the end of these races, you know, where you get a caution. By the way, I only did open, no fix for me, because I pretty much banned myself from racing them. <laughs> and, uh, usual typical crap happens on a two-to-go restart, and it was actually white flag, believe it or not, and, uh, old tire guys spun their tires, and someone didn't go in the center of one. And everyone snacked up, and everybody just started piling in after that, and somehow I got through that. So that's just pretty much the summary of the entire week. Every race I did went like that. So the best finish was hate, I think. It wasn't too much different where I was either. It seemed like the big wrecks were happening kind of up front in like the top five. Leaders pushing it too hard to get away, I guess. Actually, that was more of that was actually a really long uh, green flag race that I had, though. It was just, like, two cautions there at the end is all we had. Oh, wow. That was the best I had setup-wise all week. The other Wednesday, I messed up on that really fast for a few laps, and then it fell off so bad that it was miserable to drive. And the one I raced on Thursday, I think it was Thursday afternoon, that one was uh, actually not a bad setup. But it just had that getting tight deal from the center, I think. I don't remember. And at the end of the race, it was so loose that I had to leave it that way or else it was going to be slow and plowing. Yeah, I remember that. You talking about that Wednesday or that setup after about 15 laps or so. Oh, yeah, that one was terrible. Yeah, the one I ran, yeah, the one I ran on uh, Thursday was much better. It's just... No, actually, I think it was Friday I ended up running that. Yeah, that, that one went much better for me. It was just... Car was more planted and went off things I learned on Thursday, running the same setup. I just uh, tried to adjust it that really early in the race from what I had at the end of the race on Thursday because it seemed to be good and then uh, did not work out so great for Friday. It just kept getting loose and more loose, but if I touched it, it would just get tight and just wasn't worth it. Right. Well, the touch base for Mike, he's not here tonight. Because of his new job, he did get a chance to run three times this week. Looks like he did two opens, a 14th and a 13th. So he started 14th and finished 14th, started 13th, finished 13th. And then um, looks like last night he ran the fixed race, started 13th, finished 12th, with five minutes of damage. So overall, I guess it was a mediocre week for the whole team. Brad, yeah, what's congrats, up next? Congratulations to Dave on them two wins. Up next, we've got, uh, we didn't talk about it last week, was the 24 Hours of Le Mans. And uh, that was really a hell of a race there. We had uh, 2,000 iRacers uh, participating, 486 teams. Uh, turned a total of 1,000 uh, or 134,808 laps, and Steve Myers posted that um, a, 
out of those 486 teams, 342 finished the race. That is, uh, that's kind of pretty amazing. That actually is pretty incredible. For, just from my perspective, it was my first 24-hour or any endurance race of that nature with this team, and I had a blast. I did, too. Uh, our finish didn't show how much fun we had, though. Uh, I was on the night shift with, uh, with Dave and um, Scotty, and uh, we held our own through the night. Um, had one small incident that took 30 seconds repair, but other than that, we did pretty good. Uh, our team finished 34th. But we were in a race that had all HPDs, and I, I, I don't know if that was basically all that ran or what, but our race had no other uh, class of cars in it. It was definitely a tough field. I know that my first stand I came out, and I was that guy on the team and wrecked the car. So luckily with the HPD, it fully repaired, so still had speed. But either way, I still had a lot of fun. Yeah, so at least but, it wasn't me that wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what you always fear. You hope you're not the one that does it, you know? I was bummed for that whole first stint. And then after that, I just settled down and had fun. And I did. I really had fun there. I'm not typically a road racer, but I definitely had fun there. I'll I tell you some of the things, though. It, it, it really... Uh... Hey, we had a pretty decent car, and, and we purposely made it, I think, to where that we all could drive it. Uh, Carlos being really our fastest guy, I think he had to dummy the car down for us. But uh, Actually, I was pretty much hitting the same laps with whatever I had. Yeah, but you were just a lot faster than us. Your fastest lap was screaming compared to us. But... Uh, I think we all had fun, and he made it a setup that we could all drive and not not wreck it every other lap. And uh, but we did get to see what a really really fast car looks like on a road course because there was some guys that were just eating us alive. Yeah, amen to that. Also, wanted to give a quick shout out to our new teammate Scotty. He's not here tonight, but joining us in that 24-hour race there and. Hold the zone. It was awesome to uh, run with a new teammate there, and it was definitely a lot of fun. Uh, I just noticed something from our chat. They they were asking something about the VR. Oh, was something like with VR, are you using just one screen? What is your specs and what a PS is all it says? So we probably got that a while ago. Oops. You want to elaborate on that a little bit, Lance? Uh, sure. I'm actually running a, a processor that's a little behind the curve. It's uh, probably about four years old. It's uh, AMD 8-core, uh, running at uh, 3.6 gigahertz. Um, I've got, um, let's see, 16 gigs of RAM. Uh, I'm running a GTX 980 Ti. Um, I do have uh, iRacing set to run on only one screen. I don't. I don't pop it open on three anymore uh, and I'm getting with my minimal graphics alterations I'm getting 
pretty good frame rates in the headset. Now you got to run 90 to have uh, um, 3D. Uh, and if you don't, if, if you're at a track, like say Dover is one of those tracks that's oddly graphically intensive, you'll have a little bit of stuttering there. But uh, uh, for the most part, I turn crowds down. I got to muck around with shadows a little bit, turn them down, and I uh, have very little issues uh, once, once the cars actually get rolling. All right, and what kind of FPS are you running there? Or did I miss you say that? Yeah, I usually get, uh, you need 45 per eye, so 90 total, um, to get a, a 3D, a good steady 3D image. Otherwise, whenever you move your head around, the screen, um, the screens uh, stutter a little bit, and it's um, a little disorienting. Vomit-inducing? <laughs> uh, not for me, because I, I really don't get uh, motion sickness. I don't have any of those little issues. Once your brain kind of catches up to what's going on, all that queasiness goes away. But uh, I've never really had my stomach lurch in uh, in racing. Um, well, I take that back. I did uh, intentionally crash an indie car to get it to flip uh, to see what that would do to me, and it did. It did kind of. It, it felt weird until my brain figured out what was going on, and then I was fine. <laughs> Jeez. You're brave. Well, you want to talk about the next topic on the notes? Yeah, we got uh, Formula uh, former Form F1 driver and Le Mans winner uh, and overall racing legend, Stefan Johansson. Uh, he went to CXC Simulations to uh, test out the uh, one of their simulators, their motion full motion simulators, at um, the Nordschliff for the first time. Um, it's always fun for me to see these guys um, that are real race car drivers uh, jump into these rigs and, and get to play around on these tracks because their, their reactions are uh, the old retired guys sometimes break down into tears. It's, it's what they remember. It's fun for them. It's, it's pretty cool to watch. Yeah. I just thought it was cool watching how he was describing, you know, you, you take a breath here at this bump and it was just crazy oh yeah you go over a bump and if you make it through there you've done okay uh so take a breath and uh, then we're going to get into the slowest part of the track here his commentary is amazing and uh and watching watching his emotion as he's uh going through this track that he he uh thinks very fondly of is is pretty cool i really like these but what this has done now has uh, fueled speculation uh, in the iRacing community that um, we're getting a new Porsche here soon. Oh, yes. Yes, I heard about that. All right. Well, Brad, what's up next? Uh, let's see here. Next, we've got... Uh... Uh, the Skip Barber Racing School, I guess, partnered with iRacing. They're offering a 30% off Skip Barber gift certificates. Uh, we've got a link we'll put up. Uh, it really looks cool. It's uh, taking virtual reality to reality. Yeah, I was looking at that a little bit ago, and I tell you what, I love every one of you guys. You guys are awesome, but I would kill you all with a hammer to get a chance to go to the uh, Skip Barber School. <laughs> well, thanks. Oh, I feel the love. 
It probably would be a pretty incredible experience, though. I might have to do the same. Yeah, that's that's every every one of us, most of us, anyway. That's that's kind of our our thing in life. We're racing fans at heart, and to climb into a, a real race car and get an opportunity to uh, to go out there and at least temporarily live your dream is that's something I think we would all give a lot for. Yeah, definitely. All right, next up was a post from iRacing to uh they were congratulating the top 40 qualifiers who made it to the Mazda Global MX5 combined cup race. Um they posted, you know, your next setup is to submit a video application by November 4th, which has since passed. So uh, we just wanted to pass on a, a good luck to the top 40. Absolutely. And case in point, right, there's another group of guys that are going to get a shot at going out and, and living out their dreams. Yeah, that's going to be an experience for somebody, huh? Absolutely. All right, Lance, pick up that next one. All right, we've got uh, we've got a bug in the game with the uh, the spotter, and I've I've heard some talking about this, um, and actually have experienced it myself, where the spotter in the game just kind of quits working. Yeah, we had the same thing happen. I think at uh, was a spa. One of the twenty-four hour races we did. Yeah, and once once I restarted the sim, you know everything was fine. But there, after after running for a bit, um, the spotter just kicked off, and you couldn't. I mean, situational aware, awareness. You're supposed to know who's around you, but uh, that spotter sure does help. I don't think I've had that issue since the pat the. Not this past patch, but the patch before when they had the whole um, pit road glitch and everything. And then it turned out that it really wasn't a glitch. It was just the update made you have to change, turn up your graphics or whatever. But um, I've only had that spotter issue one time myself, but it was a while ago. Yeah, I haven't had any issues with it recently. So uh, maybe that's something that they have addressed for most everybody. Yep. All right, next up um, was uh, sad news, unfortunately. Post by uh, Race Spot TV. They said they uh, recently heard Mike Perry, an iRacing member, IndyCar Series sim racer, and a participant in a number of their broadcasts passed away. Um, he was one to tell a lot of stories and popular in the iRacing community, and he'll be sorely missed. So they do have a GoFundMe page. So any, I know that um, a lot of iRacers really support some of these people. And uh, we definitely thank you. And we should all band together and stand behind these families. So if you can um, help them out, out at all, even just to share, um, rest in peace, Mike. Yeah, it's always, uh, it's always sad to lose somebody in the community. It's a... Uh... You know, it's 60,000 plus strong, but it still feels like a, a small community, and especially in those uh, IndyCar races. Uh, everybody kind of knows everybody, and every, you race with the same guys on the same uh, 
same tracks week at week after week, and it, it's tough to lose somebody that you, you associate with and feel like is a is a member of your small group. Yeah, and, and one other thing I didn't touch on, he was actually military as well, so thank him for his service as well and his family. Yeah, I thought that's what that meant, SGGT. All right, what's up next, Brad? Uh, let's see here. Um, Thrustmaster GT branded wheel. Uh, we've got footage of it, and I was watching it. That's why I was late on the other one. I couldn't get this, the volume turned off. Uh, it's got two guys talking about it. It's, um, I don't know. To me, it looks like uh, just another wheel. It may be really, really cool, but I've got my sights set on a different wheel, and that's where I'm going. But uh, it's saying it's delayed until sometime in 2017 as to when it'll be released. Um, but it does look like a cool wheel. Might check it out. Well, it's one of those uh, direct drive wheels, and uh, those are supposed to be the best of the best when it comes to uh, force feedback. Ah. Now which wheel is this? It's the Thrustmaster GT, GT branded. Sport wheel. Huh. I've been oh, doing a nice. lot of research this past week, actually, looking at my wheel options, because I'll be upgrading during the NIS off-season. And I've been looking at going with the AccuForce base and uh, possibly a Sam Maxwell rim, but... I've been exploring all the options, and I don't remember coming across this one. Yeah, it looks, uh, you can definitely tell looking at the casing. It's got a really deep casing, like uh, most direct-drived wheels have. They've got that great big motor that just takes up a lot of room. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that keeps pushing me away from Thrustmaster. My brother has the T500. I've used it. I've sat in his sim before I bought mine and used it. I couldn't get over the size of the base and how distracting it was to me. And that's probably one of my biggest deterrents why I haven't gone Thrustmaster. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've been taking a good, hard, long look at... Uh... At a um, fanatic wheel, I, I really the 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 quick release appeals to me. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for as well. Um, unfortunately, I think that if I went fanatic, I'd still go V2. Yeah, the price point is cheaper on that new CSL that just came out. I just I personally can't get over the cheesiness of the plastic. That's that's what drives me crazy. Yeah, it almost feels like it wouldn't be an upgrade from my current G27. It was, I guess that's what I, my uh, opinion to it. Aesthetically, you're right, but uh, in terms of uh, the internals, uh, yeah, it would be a huge step up. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what my brother keeps telling me: is don't waste your money. But I'm looking long term, and I don't know. We'll see. I still got a couple months for it. I'm still using a G25. Um, <laughs> and it, it is time to upgrade, and I will probably go with that CSL wheel. Um, I 
can't say anything about the plastic because that's probably what I've been using for about the last 10 years. So that's where I'm going. Well, I've got a set of uh, Fanatic pedals, and um, I, I bought the CSR Elite pedals, not the uh, CSL or, or whatever the high end was. I bought the kind of intermediate pedals with the load cell. And um, yeah, it, there's something to be said for having a, a all-metal unit. It, it feels sturdy, and aside from a load cell going bad once, um, they're great. So I've got a I've got a set of uh, V2 pedals. I love them. That, you're right. That 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 was probably a better um, bang for your buck than uh, I would have ever believed. But uh, Brad Wren suggested that, and he said you won't believe the difference, and I have to agree with him. Absolutely. When you open up the uh, uh, Fanatic boxes, they have uh, little a little blurb as you open each flap it has uh, part of a sentence on on every single one and uh, I remember the ones on these pedals was um, a good wheel feels good good pedals make you faster and that's absolutely true well I can definitely agree to that I personally upgraded to the MPPC uh, sim pedals at the beginning of the this year and my um my speed and everything picked up. I was so much more comfortable with them. Now I'm back to the G27s until the end of the year, but I'm slowly getting used to them now, but the brake is just totally different when you switch from the G27s to a hydraulic brake. Well, that was the biggest thing it, um, for me to get used to was, uh, was the load cell whenever I got these brakes because it was so much stiffer and in the long run, it, once I finally got used to it, I, I've, I've said it before, but you can look at my at my user profile and the tracking of my uh, I rating, and just you can see where I got my pedals. You can see that uh, that spot where I started to improve, and it was nothing but an uphill ride. So, what do you have to say about your downhill ride? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I've I've been on a downhill ride ever since Bristol this year. It's, <laughs> it's been nothing but wrecks for you. People always getting into you or something stupid happening. Yeah, it seems like I can't get away from uh, other people's disasters. Now, not to not to say that I haven't had my own issues, but uh, yeah, I, I just continuously get uh, get caught up in in nonsense, and part of that's my fault from first starting in the back and kind of waiting for everything to to sort itself out sometimes it sorts itself out and i'm in the middle of it are you able to avoid stuff easier do you feel with that vr set yeah once you get loose or loose once you get used to the uh the closing rates because uh when when cars are coming at you with the vr helmet they they are there faster than you think they'd be but um you really have more, I would say, uh, spatial awareness. You know more about what's around you than you do on on screens. And uh, yeah, I, I've I've been doing better at uh, at wreck avoidance. I drove through one Saturday that I, I don't know how how I made it through. 
That's, that's definitely going to be a crazy experience. I don't know how I would feel. I probably will never test them. But because I, I, I don't know if I'd get sick or not. That's, that's the thing for me, and I don't really want to get myself sick. So we'll leave that to your advice. Oh, we got a question from the audience, actually. Are you guys with triples, are you rendering your screens? I know it's a big FPS hit. I do, personally, I do render separately. I don't know about the rest of the guys. Yeah, if you've got the equipment for it, absolutely do it. You it, you will take a little FPS hit, but um, but it looks so much better, and the, uh, the side monitors are a lot smoother. Right. All right, Lance, you want to pick up that next topic? Oh, what do we got? I lost my place. November referral bonus. No, it looks like more forum posts about the spotters. Uh, well, yeah, we covered that a little bit. Um, let me pop that back open. It's uh, mostly the uh, iRacing staff addressing individual uh, reports of... Uh, of the spotter malfunction and uh, there there's some kind of conflicting reports of uh, the spotter text and uh, voice both failing but um, they're a little sketchy all right yeah i think one of the bigger problems with that is it, if your spotter's working great and if he's not great at least you know but uh, if you're racing and racing close and you're expecting him to say clear and he doesn't and then you stay down and it could cost you or get you in a wreck. So, I, I th I'm good with one way or the other. So here's a report from uh, David Tucker, a member of the iRacing staff. He said, we have been looking and looking, but have not figured out what's causing this bug. I personally reviewed every change made to the spotter over the past year and found nothing suspicious. I suspect this is a side effect from some other system change. Maybe the memory manager has a bug on the network stack or team functionality. I would really love to blame it on the team functionality, but so far that does not seem to be a common thread. Now that I'm reading through this with you, that's exactly where I had the problem was at Richmond. It was in a fixed race, and I started the race, and maybe 10, 15 laps in, I lost my spotter, and I didn't have it for the rest of the race. Now that I, I'm reading the notes here, it's exactly where I had the problem, and I haven't had the issue since. Yeah, like I said, I've had uh, minimal issues with this. Um, I know you guys had something go on at... Uh, at Lamar, if I remember correctly, yes. I don't recall. Do you recall, Brad? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I didn't have any problem with Spotter. Oh, it was uh, Spa then. Okay. That's where that's where it happened to me. That's where I first noticed something was then. But there's only that one race, and that's it. it never happened since. <laughs> Must be just a fluke bug then. Yeah, I mean, they don't know what's causing it, and I can't even begin to speculate. I'm not a code guy. I'm a hardware guy. 
<laughs> right on. Uh, what's up next, Brad? Okay, high resolution screenshot bug. Uh, it seems that there's a conflict between video slash screenshot capture API and the latest uh, NVIDIA drivers. Have a new API in testing that should fix this issue with capturing the screenshot with Control Alt Shift S or V. And it says Sean is looking into the high res capture mode as well. So uh, if you're having trouble with your high resolution screenshots, iRacing is working on it. That's a good thing. Yeah, all those buttons are to take a screenshot. <laughs> it's freaking, um, what do you call that? Carpal tunnel inducing. <laughs> Yeah, if you've got a, uh, a gaming keyboard with uh, macro keys, that's uh, that's something, if you're a screenshot taker, that's something you probably ought to bind to one of those. No, I just use the, whatever's with NVIDIA G, or what was it, GeForce Experience? <laughs> they have a built-in share thing, I just use that. Instead, it's easier. Only two keys, not six. <laughs> no, just a lot. So was it five keys for the built-in iRacing one? Yeah, I think it is. I was just trying to count them when you said that, yeah. I just stopped using it altogether. Yeah, I just use what comes with the drivers. Yep. Alright, next up is the 2017 iRacing 24 Hours of Daytona. Um, they've announced the time. It'll be Saturday, January 21st at 1300 GMT. Looks like it's going to be another be there or be square race only one start time so um the big topic up that we were wondering before it looks like they've confirmed is this corvette c7 prototype will be on iRacing we will be using it there so uh you have a choice between the c7 the audi r8 the mercedes gt3 or the bmw gt3 so make sure you mark your calendars for that one I know we'll definitely be well prepared for that, I hope. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to taking part in that this year. Yeah, yeah we really too. missed you there at Lamar, Brad. That, or Lance, that would have been awesome. Somebody had to go party all weekend. Yeah, yeah, birthday comes but once a year. It's just another day. One year closer to death. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think we're going to be stuck with you for a while, so... I'm sorry. All right, how about that Texas weather there, Lance? What I miss? The next topic is talking <laughs> about Texas weather. Oh, you're talking about I, uh, <laughs> I racing making a mistake and not making dynamic weather during the open? <laughs> yep. But they'd never it, make a mistake like that, would they? Well, here lately it's been... Um, they they had a night race uh, during the day. They had uh, the weather snafu at Texas, and um, it's happening again this week. Yeah, this week again we've got um, we've got a night race. It's uh, a day race. It's supposed to be a night race. If you can look is, at the schedule, it tells is, you right there. Is Phoenix supposed to be a night race? I don't know if it's supposed to be, but the open is nighttime and the fixed is a day. 
I may have it backwards. I've got it backwards, or they've got it backwards. Somebody's got it backwards. Something ain't right. Well, I know that Dave noticed. Well, actually, I think somebody else on the team noticed it first. That was me. (laughs) Yeah. And then Dave actually called iRacing. I was on the phone with him when he called him. As him and I talked VOP. And he called them on his house phone. It was like, hey, you guys aware of it? They said, yeah, we'll, we'll bring it up to whoever's in charge of that. And nothing got changed. Now, I've heard in the past that they planned the schedule out and they can't change it because it would screw up the buffering order or something. There again, that's something on their coding side that I would have no idea about. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll have to accommodate their uh, their wishes again this week. What's yeah, up next, Brad? <laughs> yeah. What's up next, Brad? All right. Uh, people have been uh, asking questions about our our podcast leader, Mike Ellis, and uh, Mike is doing well. All he did was change jobs, so his uh, time availability for podcast and actually some racing has changed a lot. Mike's still active with the podcast, mainly as producer and gathering stories and topics, and he's doing a really good job of that. And um, Looking forward to racing with him a little more, but uh, uh, we do miss him. Yeah, he'll be back around. We just got to get him through this beginning phase of a new job. Everybody's been there. Yeah, true enough. Starting any new thing is chaotic. Especially when you've been at something for so long, you know? No kidding. All right, next up is the referral program. Uh, They're making it even better for November. So for the month of November... You'll get an additional five dollars buy racing credits for each paid referral sign up of three months of greater. That's fifteen dollars buy racing credits just for having your family member, friend, coworker try out iRacing. So you'll be able to buy a car or a track or even extend your own membership. So make sure you get out there and refer some friends and get them on the service. Yeah, if you've got anybody in your family that's a racing fan and uh, they they haven't tried this, man, a racing and video game fan, you should really, really consider uh, getting them into this. I think any member of the iRacing community that knows anybody has talked it up to their friends. Yeah, that's, you know, one of the biggest problems I run into, I, I've got people that that love to come over and look at my setup. And they love to come over and watch me race. And I'm like, dude, why don't you do this? And they're like, okay, so how much would it cost for a computer and a steering wheel? And I, and we sit there and talk figures. And usually after I tell them what the computer costs, they're already shaking their heads. So They're uh, already out the door before you get a chance to say bye. Yeah, yeah kind of. I mean, they, they want to come over. I've let a few of them come over here and, and, and run the... The little freebie uh, cup car, and you know, where it doesn't take off my I rating and everything. And they're like, Man, this is just the coolest in the world, and uh, I gotta have it. 
I'm like, okay, well, here's what you'd have to do. And as soon as we get into what you'd have to do, they're like, it's cool, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah, but PC gaming, that's, that's, that's part of it. It's, it's cost prohibitive for, you know, the average guy. Um, but any hobby that's worth doing, you're going to spend money on any hobby. I agree. I agree. There's a bunch of them at work that tell me I'm nuts because I sit and race and blah, blah, blah. it's like, okay, well, how much money did you spend on hunting crap this, this, uh, this fall? Oh, well, let me tell you about what gun I bought and how much I spent. You know, it's, it's, it's each man for himself. They've got their toys and their fun and I got my toys and my fun. Yeah, but if it's not your hobby, it's uh, not worth the price of admission. That's that's the you get the genuine uh, the general dismissal from people who uh, who aren't as engaged in in something like this as you are. Well, my hobby's worth it. That hobby sounds like crap. Right, right. I agree. You couldn't pay me to go sit out in the woods and freeze my hind end off to shoot a damn deer. <laughs> <laughs> Many moons ago. I could speak to it a little bit on the fact that I was a console gamer for years. I played, started on PlayStation 1, and when the PSP came out, it turned me away from Sony altogether, and I got a 360 as my brother had switched over. And then after NASCAR 09 lost its um, online servers, my brother got on iRacing, and I kind of was still playing around on, you know, Call of Duty and stuff on console. And I went to his house one day and tried out, sat down in his Oboto Ozone, and he did the same thing. He put me in the free car because he didn't want me to destroy his eye rating. And I ran some laps and cursed and said every word I could possibly say to the monitors. And it took me about a year before I finally did it. And I ordered the parts and had him build me the PC while I was out of state. I picked it up on my way home and I don't even touch my Xbox anymore. I gave it to the kids. So yeah, it's the it's, same story yep, that I did. It's literally a, a totally different gaming experience in my opinion. It's two totally separate things. It's like once you switch you can't go back. Yes, I, I've tried several times to, oh man, I want to go just old school and play some Call of Duty on the Xbox and it keeps my attention for about 10 minutes and then I'm bored. At least you didn't go like the first year without understanding the concept of irating. I thought it was just a number. <laughs> Same. I never really focused too much on it for like the first two years I had Iris. Yeah. So this is like within the first years it was it ever came out. Me and uh, some guy I knew on the PS3, we would... He, we would jump on here, and we had no concept of what I rating was, how it worked with splits, and we were confused. Why the hell are we getting in the same splits? Mine was, I don't know, like a thousand more I rating than him. And then, oh, I get it. And then that's where I'm at now. I figured it out. Yeah, I never paid attention to safety rating or I rating or anything until I didn't know what it was, what it meant, or anything until uh, a few months after I got started, so... I figured it out right away. It was, it was. Uh, well, what do you mean? I can't just jump into the to the Sprint Cup car and go, right? That was my exact question that I said to Dave when I first got on. Like, 
I don't want to be doing these stupid street stocks. I want to go race real NASCAR. Uh, we had a start in the Legends car. Yep, that's uh, that's what Brad I started was part of that. Still my favorite car in everything. It was yeah, the I old. Think- I think I joined right when, like, right after they had switched or something. Because it's been a little over four years. I'm coming up on five here at some point. Yeah, the original tire model was real fun on that Legends car. Yeah. 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 You could just glide that thing around the track, just kind of float it in every corner. I almost won my first ever race. Yeah, I won several Legends races. Haven't been back to it, but I've won several. Oh, yeah, it's like that car, once you get out of there, you're glad you don't have to go back. I, uh, like, over half my wins on iRacing are in a Legend car, so. I never could get enough of a handle on it. I, I didn't start winning until I jumped into the street stock. Yeah, see, I think I got one race one in that car, and that's it. And then, I don't think I won until, like, 2013. So that was like four years. Jeez. I struggled to get out of that rookie class. <laughs> it was awful. It was the worst grind ever. I won more my first year than I have in the next four. Simply the opposite. I've been slowly progressing, getting a few more wins each year. I mean, I think I've only got 30-something wins, but... Either way, I've had fun every time I get in the car. Even though I might cuss and swear at the monitors once in a while, but I still have fun. That's all that matters. Alright, what's up next, Brad? Oh, I love this one. (laughs) I'll try not to laugh. Uh, It was brought up um, about in-race stewards. And uh, this is a, a post off the forum, and I'll try to be really nice. It was made by Lance Gomez Jr. It says, may I suggest that iRacing set up some something similar to F1 and have in-race stewards. Uh, there are things that the computer doesn't catch. There needs to be supervision at all times. Some people, not all, are miscellaneous and are snakes <laughs> and will wreck you and make it look like an accident. The oh, problem- irony hurts. I know, really, right? So anyway, the problem is with the protest that by the time you protest, the damage is done. Well, even if a steward was sitting there watching it, the damage would already be done. But uh, I don't know. I, 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 I think with the NIS system and the way the, the I ratings are and everything else, uh, when we hop in a race, we, we know who we can race and race and have fun, and we know who we can just let go because they will wreck you. Like what yeah. Smith said, though, people are going to probably have sub- subscription costs might go up because you got to pay somebody else to watch over the races. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was a huge fire that came out when they raised it. What did they raise it? A dollar, I think it was. Oh, God. And people yeah. were so outraged about that. Can you imagine how outraged they'd be if they had to rate Because that wouldn't be a dollar. That would be way more than a dollar. Yeah, but but it, what the the deal is though is they're 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 backing it on that a protest may take a day or two, and the damage is already done. But it doesn't matter if the steward was sitting there watching it live. The damage is it's done. It's still gonna happen. Yeah, either way, you're wrecked out of the race. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I hear it. I know I do it. I know every time we get into a race, uh, us in team chat, we're always like, okay, well, this guy's here, so we're going to want to make sure we keep an eye on this guy or whatever. If you know who you're racing against and you've had issues with them in the past, stay away from them. <laughs> right. See, see, that's something I have a really hard hard time with because <laughs> it just makes you race them harder, and if we both wreck, well, too bad. Yeah. That's the yeah. way I am with some people. Yeah, you but, end up regretting it later. <laughs> I'm kind of the opposite. Yeah. I'm hesitant to pass people because usually I'm looking out more for the guys that wreck every single week and you never know what laps they're going to do it on. So if I come up on one of them, it's like, boy, do I want a chance at this early in the race and pass them and risk them wrecking me or what? That's usually my issue. I don't I don't have too many people out there that I have any issues with. I'm, I, I brush stuff off usually at the end of a race for the most part. Yeah, yeah and- I don't I don't have that many issues with people. And plus, if someone gets into me or something and they're just like, yeah, I just messed up, sorry about it, usually it's just like, okay, we'll move on. Like, I'm not worried about it. See, that's honestly the biggest thing right there. You just yep. like, oh, sorry about that. that that's yeah, a that's dumb issue. <laughs> Admit you're wrong and move on. Right. Well, even if you're not wrong and you get into somebody and, and it's, it's their thing, um, yeah. The best course of action is not to squawk at somebody and say, hey, you wrecked me, hey, you wrecked me, or hey, you got into me. Just um, if it's clear, if it's undeterminable, like whose fault it was, if it's clearly somebody's fault, just suck it up and move on. I mean, you're going to be frustrated, you're going to be angry, but just because you got doored a little bit is not enough reason to... to just mash somebody on purpose. I, I know I'm kind of getting a, a little sidetracked on it, but people's reactions are, these aren't the reactions of mature adults. These are the reactions of children. It's, it's, that's for me in any online game is the hardest thing to get around. You know, the, 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 the way that I got asked to this team, I guess a few of you know, I had been running a bunch of NISs with uh, Alan Pajari. And I got asked the week after I wrecked him. And we were racing at Charlotte, last lap, coming off of turn four, and I had went to the high side of him. Uh, We still had pretty fresh tires, so it wasn't that big of a struggle. But I lost it. And I kind of tail slapped the wall right at the end of the turn and came back across and took him and me and about five others out and I sincerely apologized to him and I had raced with Alan a lot up to then and and I just sincerely apologized to him I'm like man I'm sorry you know we were running for third and fourth probably and he was actually laughing about it he's like man that's the last lap that's the most fun I've had in a long time and and then the next week I got asked to join the team so I think honesty and if you're not the guy that's always causing the wreck I don't think you have a problem yeah and I'm sometimes I'm kind of quick it's like if something happens I don't really know whose fault it was I'll just kind of say sorry not really sure what happened but we'll look at it later I'm not too worried about it so that's well, that was the thing that that's I wanted to elaborate a little bit further with Lance the biggest issue I have with the wrecking save it for caution you know if a guy door slams you you take it down through the inside grass and the race is still green there's no need to sit there and be toxic on the 
Mike while everybody else is trying to race. Let's talk about it under yellow. Or wait till after the race, not blow up chat and everything else while everybody else is trying to concentrate. Yeah, you got up to 30, 31 guys in there, you know, trying to trying to run the race. And if you're sitting there screaming at another guy, there, there are guys that I have to mute on lap five every week because they never shut up. Anything anything that happens is, is somebody else's fault, and they're going to sit there and bitch about it until somebody tells them they're right. And and that's just that's, that's childish behavior, and it doesn't belong in a mature situation like racing ought to be. I don't know. I see like what looks like an digital rig, and I just mute my entire chat so I don't have to listen to it. Yeah, I've gotten Unless to the point. Me. Right, well, I've gotten to the point because I stream every single race I'm in usually. I've gotten to the point where I have to turn my chat. I'll turn it down to, I think it's negative 15 decibels, so I can just barely hear it. If somebody, because everybody gets excited when a caution comes out usually. So I got it just high enough that their excitement will, you know, kind of come over top of the car volume in my headset. But other than that, I just turn volume down while I'm racing. I don't even want to hear the chatter at all. And I've had people get into me and say something to me, and I miss it. And then under caution, they'll be like, oh, I guess you're ignoring me. No, I didn't hear you. I only turn up my chat when I'm on caution. Like like that deal at Daytona where you took out three quarters of the field? Yep. That was great. Every single race I'm in with Mr. Tim Cox, I apologize to him every time. And he says, all right, let's go. So he's not heard about it at all, and neither am I. So that's all there is to it. Well, don't talk about him no more. He just came in the team speak. Yeah, let's uh, let's welcome Mike to the podcast. How you doing tonight, Mike? Oh, he doesn't doesn't have his headphones on yet. He doesn't have his headphones on yet. So uh, I'll bring up the next topic here iRacing had a maintenance period on the 3rd to uh, do some, do a hot fix. Um, The release notes for the hot fix. They did uh, some work with the penalty weights. They fixed a bug where the penalty weights were not configurable for all competitive cars in the service. They did some updates to some of the the GT, well, it looks like all the GT3 cars for uh, recent aerodynamic updates for BOP. They've been reverted for improved balance, and that looks about all that they did in the uh, in the patch this time. What's the next topic, Lance? Uh, we already talked about the uh, the Thrustmaster GT Sport wheel. That's what's on the list next. Oh, yes, we did. Yeah, I think so, we're into uh, final thoughts. Are you here, Mike? I guess not. Brad, how about some final thoughts? Uh, let's load up and go to uh, Phoenix. Um, and I guess we ought to give a shout-out to our teammate uh, Lance for doing that uh, 24 hours and raising money. Uh, kudos to you. Thank you very much. It was a, it was a long weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to say the same thing. Thanks, Lance, for raising money for childhood sickness. It's something that's real close to me, having lost a, 
uh, one of my close friends lost their son to leukemia at two years old. So it's something that really hits home. So I appreciate your uh, your efforts there. Um, for me, I'm looking forward to going to Phoenix and try and carry something over from uh, this week of being mediocre. I ran okay there in the spring. We'll see what's going to happen um, this go around. And two more weeks and we get a little bit of vacation. And I'm, I think I'm looking forward to that more than anything. How about you, Lance? Well, uh, just to touch on that uh, charity topic again, um, donations are still open until December 31st. Um, so even though the event's gone by, you can still go to uh, extralife.org and uh, search out my username, Lance Gentles, and uh, still make a donation to, um, to the Children's Miracle Networks. Sanford uh, Hospital in Fargo, North Dakota is trying to build a, a new game room for their kids because healing isn't just about um, medicine and lying in a bed all day. Those kids um, need to get out and interact with each other and be happy and uh, playing video games with each other and board games. That's, uh, that's part of the healing process. So yeah, if you guys um, have the time and the extra cash, uh, extralife.org and uh, search Lance Gentles or uh, go to my Facebook page uh, at Lance Gentles and um, there's a link on there that you can get, and uh, any any funds that you can uh, you can throw their way, um, we'd be more than happy to donate. My team raised um, more than their goal. Our, we had a we had a team goal set at seven hundred and fifty dollars, and we raised twelve hundred and twenty so far. So uh, we're pretty proud of that. Um, and uh, thank you to everybody that donated. All right. How about you, Casey? Hey, looking forward to uh, go to Phoenix and uh, have a fun week in uh, NIS Fix. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I can have a good run tomorrow night in Road to Pro, and uh, and uh, hopefully NIS will be will be fun. And hopefully the setup will drive good this week. Uh, wasn't a huge fan of the setup at Texas, so uh, and hopefully we can uh, clinch the championship. So looking forward to it. Well, good luck to you on that. I know that the fixed setups this year have been rather off at a lot of the tracks, so definitely got to give you some credit there for being able to maintain such a pretty good margin there in your division for being Division One at that. How about you, Carlos? Anything? Oh, that's very enthusiastic. <laughs> no, I don't got nothing. All right. Mike, are you available? All right, I guess not. My bet is he's making a big pot of coffee and getting ready for the nitrate. <laughs> well, actually, he did just put something up in chat. He said he, he thought he was going to run the league race, but apparently we're going out to dinner. So I guess he doesn't get to race. So, well, enjoy your dinner, Mike. We miss you, and I hope to see you back soon. So... Guess we're going to close it up now. If you if you want to get a hold of us at all, you can reach us at iRacers Lounge on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Um, you can always watch the live podcast on Twitch at iRacers Lounge, and join us on our website iRacersLounge.com. Um, the 
Lance didn't bring it up, but the um, link for the Extra Life is also on our team page, Team Typhosi Racing on Facebook. So if you just another option to be able to access it. So I guess until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us at our YouTube channel at iRacers Lounge. Follow on Twitter and Facebook at iRacers Lounge and SoundCloud at iRacers Lounge. See you on the track. Thank you.